I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. everyone and welcome back to the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so happy to have you joining me today. We have a great episode ahead of us, but I believe that this is the first episode of December. So I have to wish you all a very happy December. I absolutely love this time of year. I just get really excited for this last month of the year. Honestly, I cannot believe it is December already because when I think back to January 1st, it literally feels like maybe last week. And a lot has happened between now and then. I mean, I launched this podcast just this year in March. So a lot has happened. And I know in your life, a lot has happened as well. And I bet when you think back to January 1st, you might also feel very similar to me and think like, wow, This year went by so fast. So I just encourage all of you listening today to take some time out of your day, maybe before you go to bed tonight, and just really reflect on all that you accomplished this year. I think it's so, so easy to focus on everything that we still want to accomplish and maybe the things that didn't happen, that we wanted to happen, but I think it is so, so, so important to actually focus on everything that you did accomplish and achieve and create because you are not the same person that you were back in January. You've gone through a lot of changes And it's so important to take some time out of your day and really dedicate that time to being very proud of yourself and just pure reflection on everything that you accomplished. So please take my advice. Go do that for yourself today as we are almost in that time of wrapping up this year. Like it is the last month of 2018 absolutely nuts. But you guys are going to go nuts for today's episode. We have my friend Melanie Morton on the show, and she is a certified nutritional therapy consultant. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to all that Melanie has to share with us. When Melanie and I first started chatting about her coming on the show, I asked her, as I do all of my guests, if there is anything on their heart that they would like to talk about that, 
you know, aligns with our theme of being unbreakable. And the first thing that Melanie told me was just getting back to the basics. And I really loved that she wanted to talk about this because I too think it's so easy. And I see this with the women that I work with in my private practice, we get so caught up in all of these details and we're really just forgetting about the basics. And I love this episode. Melanie shares with us how she brings her clients back to just the basics and how focusing on the basics can really create lifelong and sustainable change. So I absolutely love Melanie's message. She's also a mom of two little guys. So she offers some insight as a mother who owns her own business as well. And she's really passionate about that. So it was cool to hear her talk about that as well. You are going to love today's episode. Enjoy guys. And I'll see you next week. Hey, Melanie, I am so happy to have you on this show with me today. I am so happy to be here. I am a little nervous, but I'm very excited. I'm not used to being the guest on a podcast, so this is different for me. No way, really? Yeah, I was on because I, I host I host the two other podcasts or I did host the two other podcasts. So I'm used to hosting and like preparing in advance. And I was only a guest on one other podcast. So this is my second one that I'm a guest on. So I'm very flattered and I'm super excited. Oh, well, I am honored to have the second interview <laughs> with you. But honestly, I've been admiring you from afar on social media for what seems like forever. But I still feel like I don't know everything about you. And I'm just really excited to use this hour together to get to know you more. And I know you have so much to share. So for those who are listening right now who aren't very familiar with you and your work, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am Melanie Morton. I live in Chicago with my husband and my two little boys. And I recently just rebranded my business. So it's now Melanie Morton Coaching. And I am the creator of the Lean for Life Method, which is a small group women's only coaching program, um, a sustainable coaching program. And I created it just from the years of being in the fitness and wellness industry and just seeing all of these quick fix programs and meal plans and workout guides. And I just knew that women needed something sustainable that would teach them everything from like mindset to food to movement, just to create an entire lifestyle change. Um, so I do that right now. So I do group, group coaching all online and I do one-on-one -on -one coaching online as well. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm working on right now. It keeps me very busy along with my two little men. And yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Well, 
I love what you're doing and everything that you're putting out into the world, which is why I had to have you on this show. But I also love following your life as just like watching you as a beautiful mom to your boys. I just love seeing you interact with them. You are an amazing mom and I can just tell from social media even. Oh, that's so nice. That's, they're my biggest accomplishment. So they always come first. And the way that I was kind of thrown into motherhood was very unexpected. So the fact that like people tell me that I'm a good mom and that, you know, I'm doing every, I'm doing okay, makes me feel really good because I was not expecting to become a mom so soon in my life. So it's nice to hear that. So thank you. I had no idea about that, actually. Yeah. Did you, did you listen to the, to Christina's podcast with me on? I haven't. Is this something that you're like open to talking about? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm super open about it. Um, so I, I, I tell this story all the time. So I've told it on my podcast, but for those who don't know, I basically was like out of college. I was I had a serving job. I was living my life. I was single. I was happy. And I got a kind of a big girl job at Equinox. Uh, It's a gym in downtown Chicago. And so that was like my first like job that I was super excited about. I was like, I've always been into fitness and health and now I'm going to do this. And I was 21 at the time, just about to turn 22. And I had no intention of like settling down or finding a boyfriend or anything like that. And out of nowhere came AJ. So he's also a personal trainer as well. So I met him. I had a little crush on him. And then, you know, we started dating. And then two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. Um, So we ended up, you know, going to City Hall and getting married. And then I had Harlan like eight months later. And now in January, well, now we have two boys. So we have Harlan and Wilder. And in January, it will be six years married. So we did it. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have the shivers. And I think that just, you know, goes to show us that there's like no plan in life that we can make for ourselves. There's always, there's already something kind of carved out for us. And yeah, I'm just learning a lot about not having an agenda for life itself. So I'm in this spiritual coaching program right now, as I've talked in previous um, podcast episodes and I was just like recently in Santa Fe for an in-person coaching and a main message from the coaching is just not having an agenda even for our clients. And I think that's huge when it comes to working one-on-one with clients because we want our clients to like succeed in a certain way. And Mm -hmm. um, when we don't hold an agenda for them or their healing, we're actually giving them like a greater opportunity. And I think, um, that can be applied to our lives too, right? And just like what you shared with us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, looking back now, if I were to have an agenda, I'm like, I wouldn't have my two boys. I wouldn't be settled down. Um, I don't even know if I would have my own business. I never thought that I was going to own my own business. So just like kind of letting go 
and letting life work out the way that it's supposed to and kind of surrendering to the universe and just knowing that everything works out in the end. Like you might go through a shitty time and everyone does, but just knowing, like, I I always like to do the, if then what? So like, I did this a lot when I was in like the midst of my healing, I, I suffered from a lot of digestive issues and hormonal issues. I lost my period. I had, you know, some eating disorder. I, I was bulimic in high school and I just had a lot of body image issues my entire life. So when I was like in the midst of this, you know, all of these problems and all of these issues going on, especially with my digestion, cause it can make you miserable. As you know, it just affects every area of your life. I kind of had to like take a step back and work on my mindset and just kind of forget about the food, about the exercise, about the supplements. Like I still implemented those things into my life, but it wasn't until I started making these mindset shifts and changing my thoughts and my feelings around things that my physical body started to feel better. So when I just kind of like let go and surrendered and kind of let whatever was going to happen, happen that's when I started feeling better. So like one of my favorite exercises to do with myself and with clients, and you could do this with anything is doing if then what. So for me, it was if I still feel like this, if I'm still bloated every single day, if I'm still constipated every single day, then what am I, you know, is my husband going to leave me? No. Are my kids going to stop loving me? No. Am I going to lose my job? No. Will I not get any more clients? No. So it's always like changing your pers- like that your perspective of things really is so powerful in healing your internal body too. Because a lot of the times we just stress ourselves out and we overthink everything when it comes to food and exercise and what's the best supplement for this and what can I do for this? When sometimes you just need to get back to basics and get in tune with your body and just be like, I just want to feel better and focus on that and focus on doing the mindset work. Cause I, I honestly think that mindset, even though it's the hardest thing to work on, it's the most rewarding thing to work on. And that's been like the biggest transformation in like my mental health and my physical health. Wow. Okay. We're 10 minutes into this interview (laughs) and you're dropping things that have never even been said on this podcast before. So thank you so much. If then what? That is so powerful. And I truly hope that our listeners today like take that away and start applying that to their lives. And I love even what you said about as simple as something as like being bloated, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. bloated all the time, if then like what? I think that's so key. And you know, I love chatting all things mindset. And it seems like you have a really unique approach about this topic. So when you were changing your mindset, when you were going through different areas of healing, and maybe we can touch on more like eating disorder stuff, the amenorrhea, and all of those different stages within your life. um, How has like your mindset shifted over those years? I would say the biggest shift is like, and I, and I just wrote about this the other day. So like the biggest shift for me was not chasing a look and not focusing on the outside or aesthetics, 
Cause that's what I was so focused on. And of course, like growing up with social media and you see all the magazines and I've always been into like fitness and workouts and health. And I used to read, you know, women's health and self magazine and all those things. So you get all this different advice and, you know, these magazines are telling women to like, you know, eat 60 grams of protein a day and 1200 calories a day. And so that's what I was listening to. And so like for years and years and years, I kept trying to get smaller. I kept trying to get thinner. I kept focusing on fat loss. And in like, while I was doing that, my mental health and my physical health was just like going away. Like I lost my period. I dealt with, you know, body dysmorphia. I never was happy with how lean I was. You know, I was bloated all the time. I was going to the bathroom one day a week. If that, like it was, I was miserable, but it was all for the sake of being lean or being, you know, super thin or skinny. And so once I kind of just let go of everything and I was like, I'm going to eat carbs again and I'm not going to track my macros anymore. And I'm just going to listen to my body and I'm going to start just going on walks throughout the day instead of my high intensity workouts. And I'm not going to think when I'm eating food, like, this food is going to make me bloat or I'm going to feel really shitty tomorrow because I'm eating this or I had a bad day because I had a cookie. So I just really stopped. I didn't stop caring, but you just kind of let go and you don't think about it. And it's really hard to do in the beginning because of all these things that were taught, you know, from a young age or, you know, just reading magazines and being on social media. It's like track your macros, you know, blah, 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 get smaller, get thinner. And so when I just kind of stopped thinking about all of that, and I actually had to stop reading health books and magazines and listening to health and wellness podcasts, like I had to cut all of that out and just sometimes do some mindless things like read a fiction book or watch a mindless TV show to get my mind off of it. And like sooner, you know, like every single day I was progressing. And then I started to notice like, my bloat is gone. And like, I'm going to the bathroom every single day. And it really goes to show you how powerful like your brain and your body, like in your brain and your gut are so connected. And I never really believed that. I never really believed that your mindset and like your thoughts and your feelings could actually change how you physically feel. But I am proof that that is actually the truth. And so now, like since I've used that on myself, those are the things that I use with my clients now. So it's just kind of, we talk about everything, you know, we'll talk about movement, we talk about food, but I just really try to get them in tune with their bodies. Like, what do they think about certain foods? How do they look at carbohydrates? You know, how was their relationship? How did their parents look at food or talk about food around them when they were younger? Because that all dictates how we feel and think about certain foods or exercise now. And it really does play such a huge role. So that's why like getting those, getting that mindset shifts and like working through those and changing what we need to in order to optimize your mental and physical results is so important to me. Mm -hmm. And this is why I just can't even, I get very heated, I guess I should say. I get very heated when people think that the mindset component is kind of like, oh yeah, that's nice. I'll focus on that once I get everything else in line, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas what you're saying is like, 
nothing came into aligned with each other until you started working on that mindset stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And like, I wish I could just go back, you know, like five or six years ago and tell myself, like, just focus on like healing and feeling good and like getting, you know, stop thinking so negatively about yourself and start, you know, going on long walks and reading books and just like doing things that make you happy and de-stressing instead of always just focusing on what's the hardest workout I can do? Like how hungry can I get? Because that's a sign that something is working and that I'm burning fat. Like instead of just bombarding my brain with all these thoughts, like I wish that I started working on mindset a lot sooner. Um, But I mean, now that's all taught me how to work with clients. So I mean, everything happens for a reason. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you, you scroll through social media and it's all, all these like doctors and coaches and, you know, fat loss coaches. They're like a calorie is a calorie, a carb is a carb. And it's all science and, you know, energy expenditure. And like, that's, there, there's a time and a place for that. But when someone is coming to me, like that has done everything that has done all of that and done all these programs, I honestly think it's like, no, like you need to get your mind right. You need to start like thinking differently about yourself, about other people. You need to start putting yourself first and taking time for yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to go get massages every single day. It could just mean sitting in stillness for 10 minutes every single day, you know, alone and just, you know, blocking out everything or going on a walk without your phone, just doing something that's just for you. And, you know, journaling, doing a gratitude journal, meditating, if you're into that, listening to a podcast, even like listening to a podcast and cooking for me, like doing that is the most relaxing thing in the world. So I make sure whenever I feel like anxious or stressed or anything, I'm like, I need to make time for this. I need to block out everything else and do this because that kind of like brings me back to center. Whereas like meditating for some people will do that for them. So I really just try to, you know, I'm all about bio individuality and finding what works for that person with their lifestyle, with their schedule. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I could just go back and be like, just heal your mind first, like just do that and everything else will come. I promise then that would be the way to go. Yes. Oh, I knew we were soul sisters for sure. (laughs) That mindset piece is key. So when you're supporting your clients, if like a woman comes to you, because obviously you work, um, primarily with women, what is the biggest struggle that they have? do you find? A lot of them come to me with, they, they've just, they don't feel like themselves anymore. So I often hear, yeah, like I've had, you know, three kids or, you know, I just had my, my daughter a year ago and I just look in the mirror and I don't even recognize myself, you know, on the outside and on the inside, like they speak so negatively to themselves. They're so hard on themselves and they'll even, you know, they'll refer to, to their days as good or bad based on what they're eating. Or, um, you know, they'll say just, just using, just using phrases like that, or I was off track because, you know, I'm going to get back on track. Like that's the thing that we hear, especially coming into the new year. Like I'm just like bracing myself for all of this, like new year, new you and like on track, off track stuff coming up. But yeah, like they'll, they'll, they'll just use phrases like that. So they just really, really want to feel more confident and 
get that self-esteem back and get stronger, both physically and mentally. And I think that's why a lot of them choose to come into the program because they've tried Weight Watchers, they've tried Beachbody, they've tried everything, but nothing really gets to the root of why are you feeling like this? Why do you reach for a bag of cookies every time that you come home from an, from an exhausting day? Like these are the tough questions that we have to ask ourselves and we have to make those connections because our emotions are so connected with, you know, the way that we think about our bodies and the way that we think about the world around us and the way that we think about food. So we need to start like making those like mind body connections and that's when all of the real results start happening. And that is what makes everything so sustainable. You know, you're not just looking at food as like, I'm so full, but I have 30 grams of protein to eat. So I'm just going to down a protein shake, even though I don't want to. Like, no, that's not what food is there for. Like, mm-hmm. so getting, getting people back in tune with like their, like their body signals, whether they wake up and they're super tired or they're really sore and a walk just sounds really good to them. They don't want to go to the gym. So we really try, or I really try to like make those connections with them and make them realize like, this is not, you know, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. Like you're not going to get better tomorrow. You're not going to lose 20 pounds overnight, but if you trust me and if you like, you know, put all your trust into me, you know that I love you, you know that I support you, you will get to where you want to be. It just may take a little bit longer, but you'll actually stay there for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you are actually making these like sustainable changes, rather giving them this whole crazy program. And that's really what you and I were talking about before we hit record is just bringing people back to the basics. And honestly, I love that you told me you kind of wanted to talk about just the basics in eating and living and training and things like that, because I too, way back when, was so caught up in like all the frilly things and, you know, all the details where, and that's the thing, like so many of us think we need to be like caught up in those details and do all of those frilly things in order to get results when it's really like there's these like big like key like blocks that if you just focus on those like building blocks, those basic blocks, then you are going to get those like results that you want, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you like, I always tell people, if you come to me and you like, I have a, I have a vacation in three weeks, so I want to drop this amount of weight. I'm going to straight up tell you like, okay, then this is not the program for you because that's really not going to happen. Like you're not going to make the changes that I want you to make. So I would suggest finding something else, but people you're right. Like people always like right when like, okay. So someone just is like, okay, I want to get healthy. So what do they do? They research, you know, on Instagram and the internet, like, okay, how to drop 10 pounds in how many days. And they just come up with all these different programs and like 21 day fixes and calorie counting apps and all of this and like all these supplements and teas and coffees. And there's just so much out there and people just really forget how to get back to the basics. So if you take just an average person, so an average woman, so, you know, the average person gets like 4,000 steps a day. So the first thing that I would do with them 
okay, so let's take a look at you. You're, you're, you, you're behind a computer all day. You're just kind of slouched over. You don't really get up and move. You get three to 4,000 steps a day. I want you for the next week to get 5,000 steps a day. That's going to be the only thing that I change. And then once they're at 5,000 steps a day, okay, cool. Let's get to 6,000 steps a day. And let's, you know, let's drop down to one cup of coffee instead of four cups of coffee that you have in the morning, or let's drop that cup of coffee that you have at 3 PM, you know? So we're not taking away everything all at once. We're not, you know, I'm not telling them go gluten, dairy, sugar, soy free, in like remove all starchy carbohydrates and do this and work out six days a week for an hour and hit 15,000 steps a day. Like that is way, way beyond and way far away. And if you do that, sure, someone could do that for two weeks. But at the end of those two weeks, they're usually like, man, this is really hard. I can't keep up with this. I'm a failure. I'm not going to finish this. I quit everything that I start. And that vicious cycle just keeps playing over and over again. So yeah, just getting back to the basics. If you're getting 5,000 steps a day next week, aim for six for a week and like keep going up from there. If you drink pop all day long, maybe switch to uh, like sparkling water and one pop a day instead of four. Or, you know, if you're not taking any any like supplements or probiotics, start taking a probiotic every single day. Um, you know, if you're getting five hours of sleep a night, maybe go to bed earlier and aim for seven to eight hours of sleep per night. So like taking these little baby steps and just implementing daily habits that at first, when you add them, you're like, this cannot make that much of a difference. Like walking, for instance, walking has changed like my mind and my body. And it, like, I really do, do think that it helps people just like stay lean all year round without really trying and without putting stress on their bodies. And it's something really relaxing and easy to do. It's something that I could do with my kids all day. And it doesn't really take time away from anything. It doesn't make me feel overwhelmed. So like even just little things like that, like upping your steps or upping your water or upping your fiber intake or upping your protein and just take it one step at a time, like get back to basics and focus on those things first before you do anything else. And I think that in today's world, just with all the access that we have to social media and like the diets that celebrities are doing and like bikini body workouts, like that is not for the average person, you know? So that's who I have coming to me is like these average women who, you know, work full time and their moms and they're like, I don't want to cut out everything. I just want to be able to enjoy my life, but I'm bloated all the time or I'm fatigued all the time. So I really just take a step back, take a few deep breaths and like, okay, let's start here. Let's add in something here and then wait a week, see how you're doing, see how you're adjusting because then they're so much more likely to stick to it. And these daily habits just become normal to them. And once you're doing these things every single day, that is what leads up to huge changes, both mentally and physically. Oh, I love that so much. But something that I couldn't help but pick up on and just like say in this podcast, because I think it's so important, is that us as women, we always think that we have to take something out of our lives or take something away or out of our diets. It's like coming from a place of lack. Like it's like, okay, mm -hmm. we're too much right now. So let's take something away. But 
I love what you're saying and just like, you know, being an observer of this conversation and listening to everything that you're suggesting is you're like, how about let's add this in and then do that for a week and then we'll add this in. And it's such a mindset shift um, as what we're talking about is all this mindset stuff. But that's just another thing to point out is that so many women think it's about, okay, I'm not doing enough. So I need to do less. Like there needs to be less of what I'm doing and, um, in order to get results. Mm -hmm. And when really it's about adding things in usually because we're trying to make ourselves so small or we Mm -hmm. think we're too much and we're taking things away that we actually really need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I see that a lot in, you know, I mean, I, I only work with women, so I see it in a lot of women and just scrolling through social media and what women usually try to do first is like, cause, and the whole thing now is everything is, is about fat loss and about weight loss and about getting smaller and eating less and doing more, even though I'm still baffled how people are still you know, there, that like, is still a thing, like eat less, just do more. Like that's not the answer to your problems, but that's what most women are doing because that's what they're seeing in magazines. That's what they're seeing on social media. So they'll up their exercise and they'll do a shit ton more cardio and they'll lower their calories. So soon they're at what 1100 calories and they're doing soul cycle six days a week. And they're like, I am not seeing any results and I feel like crap and I'm always bloated. I'm always inflamed. I'm always puffy. Everything I eat gives me gas. I'm not going to the bathroom. Like their body is under so much stress and their metabolism has just like slowed down. And of course you're not going to feel good. You're like running your body into the ground. So that's when I'm like, let's just take that away and, or even like substitute it for some strength training and add in rest days and add in more food, like slowly, because it's really scary for a lot of women. Like we're, a lot of them are just afraid to gain weight or, you know, afraid of reducing their cardio. So that's what I work with a lot is just slowly kind of swapping things out and getting them to like focus on getting stronger each week rather than how many calories did I burn in this workout? Because that's what everyone is doing. Like people can see on a screen when they're working out how many calories they're burning. And yeah, you may be burning 600 calories at a boot camp class, but your metabolism is just like, oh, I'm, I'm so used to this because you do this every single day. So I'm just going to not burn as many calories for you. And then you're going to plateau. And then people wonder why they're not seeing any results. So really just stepping back and slowing down is really the key to everything and adding in more rest, adding in more recovery. And I guarantee you will see more results, both mentally and physically that way. Mm -hmm. So obviously this is something that you have to go through within your life. And we know that when we're making these big changes, even if we go at them gradually, um, when we make these changes, it can be really scary. So what did you do in your own life to kind of ease yourself throughout this transition and not make it such a scary process because I know so many of the women that are listening to our show today they want to make these changes but it's like that fear that's almost holding them back yeah so I would say the biggest thing is talking about it and letting your emotions out so for the longest time I just felt like I was 
I had all these thoughts and these feelings and these fears, and I was just kind of letting them build up. And I was never letting them out in any way. Like I didn't, you know, I tried journaling. I didn't love that. I tried meditating. I didn't love that. And it was when I started going on walks and like listening to true crime podcasts that I was like finally in this like super relaxed state. And I was just like, it, it just made me, I feel like the less stress I got, the less I cared about like how I physically looked and I was more focused on how I actually felt. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this feels really good to my body to just like lay down or go for a nice walk or just kind of zone out and listen to a podcast. And just like, if I ever wanted to like let anything out, having a really good cry is actually super soothing to me and super helpful. So like, Sometimes I would, you know, if I was thinking about something and I was just in my room, I would cry or I would put on like a really sappy movie and I would cry just to like let emotions out because I feel like when we hold them in, we physically feel that. So if you're constipated all the time or you constantly have a headache, I feel like it's like this block in your body because you know, as women, we're such people pleasers and we want to put everyone before ourselves. And I was like that too. I was like, I can't do this. I'm a mom. I have to worry about them first and I have to take care of them first. But it was once I started to like do all these things for myself and take time for only myself, that's when I started being like, oh my gosh, this feels really good to me. And I'm actually seeing better results, both physically and mentally by doing this. So I'm just going to keep doing it. Doesn't mean I'm a bad mom. Like they still love me. I still spend time with them, but you can have the best of both worlds. So just like talking, you know, to your, to your significant other, if you have a really good friend and letting out your emotions, whether that be through like brain dumping in a journal or, you know, writing letters in a journal or doing a gratitude journal, um, crying is a really good outlet and also unfollowing people on social media. That was huge for me. So I always, I call them unfollow parties and I have them whenever I feel like it. And I'll just go through people and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm following this person. Like they don't really make me feel very good. So I just unfollow. Like it's super easy to do. You don't need to be following all the, you know, hottest Instagram celebrities. Like that's not how life works. It's a social media platform. It's there to like enhance your life and make you feel better. So I noticed that once I was scrolling and like, it was just people that I wanted to see and people that I like to interact with and engage with. And that I really like what they're putting out there. That is what makes me feel genuinely happy and good. And like scrolling through someone who's constantly just talking about how like fat they look in this picture or how depressed they are. Like, I'm like, that doesn't make me feel very good. So why am I following them? Like I have control over that. Um, so I would say like, those are, those are my biggest things into like making those shifts. Yeah, that's so key. And I'm so happy you brought up social media because we've talked about this a few times already throughout today's episode. And I wanted to bring it up, but when people are struggling with like being too complicated in diet and exercise and things like that. Where do you think social media should come in? I mean, both you and I have online businesses and we interact with people on social media every single day. But I even notice it in my own life that when I minimize my time on Instagram and Facebook and listen to less podcasts and all the other social media things, like, I'm a better person. So where 
does it come in and where can it be like a healthy amount of social media or something that isn't so so healthy? Yeah. So I would say, you know, if, if you notice, or if you even think that you're on social media for like too long throughout your day, then you probably are. If you're, if you're like thinking that, so that's how I was, I would just mindlessly, like if I was bored or just standing around, I would just find myself mindlessly scrolling. And then sometimes, you know, the comparisonitis comes up and you're just like, this person's doing so much better. This person has a better body than me. And, you know, this person's business is doing so much better than mine. And it was just, and it's just stress on your body and your brain, and you don't need that in your life. So if you find yourself doing that, you need to kind of take a step away from social media. So, and I know that like taking a social media detox is a really big step for a lot of people. And even for a weekend, people can't do that. So maybe designate like, okay, I have 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. And that is my time to be on social media. And you know, the rest of the time when you feel like grabbing your phone for something, text someone like text a friend or call a friend. Like for me, I always call my mom if I'm just like, Oh, I, I just like I'm in a mood or I just want to mindlessly scroll because like you can get caught up for like an hour scrolling through social media and that didn't do anything to enhance your life. So if you ever feel like doing that, like go for a walk, per, turn on a podcast or, you know, call a friend, call your mom, text someone like do something nice for someone, send someone a compliment and a text message like anything like that, just to kind of veer you away from getting caught up in the social media scrolling. Um, that could be super helpful. And I think, you know, cause I do have a love hate relationship with social media. Like it has built my business for me. Like I need it for my business and I appreciate it for that. But I used to get so caught up on like the likes and the comments and the followers. Whereas now like I'll write content, I'll put it up and I'll put my, my phone away. Like I don't keep refreshing to like see how many likes you get. Um, so that was like a huge, huge shift for me. And I found myself getting less stressed about that um, because it's like, they're literally just followers. Like I have people sitting right next to me who I love and they love me. Like, why am I not paying attention to them? Why am I paying attention to followers on Instagram? Like that just didn't make sense to me. So doing that and maybe even just like turning on notifications for the people that you really do like. So you really kind of drown out the rest of the noise or unfollow those people and just use like follow those people who enhance your life and like who bring valuable information, valuable insight, who make you feel really positive about yourself and your life, you know, just focus on those things and kind of like drown out the rest of the noise. That's all such great advice. And honestly, one of the best things that I ever did for like my mental health and my stress levels were like turning off the notifications for Instagram. So I no longer see if I get likes or comments or anything. I actually have to like go into the app to see that. And when I'm with someone now and they have the notifications turned on, I'm like, people still have these notifications on because I turned mine off like years ago, as soon as you kind of, well, I'm sure you always could, but anyways, I have had them off for such a long time. And now whenever I see someone's phone lighting up with all these likes, I'm like, turn that off. Like that is like instant stress. And it just takes you away from being in the present moment as well. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I turned mine off. I don't even remember. I mean, I, yeah, I don't get any sort of notification. I have to go into the app to see any likes, any comments, any direct messages. So it might take me a little bit longer to get back to people, but, and that's like another problem. Like people want like this instant gratification and you can like get that with social media. So I'm just like, no, I don't need that in my life. So I turned off all the notifications and when I'm around people, I really try to be off my phone completely. So like no texting, no social media. And um, when I was with Christina last week, Christina's awesome. Like she's never on her phone when, when you're together. Like we go like, we went on like a phone free walk. And she was like, I love Meg. She's never on her phone when she's with me. I'm like, yes, like that's, that's how you should be. Like, it should just be a thing. Like be present with the people that you're with and like enjoy your time and like connect with them. Stop just like, putting like burying your face in your phone. Oh, that makes me so happy that she said that. But honestly, nothing drives me more insane if as when I'm like with a friend and they are on their phone. It just I'm like, why? I it just I find it like the rudest thing. So when I'm with someone, I'm not going to be on my phone And when my thing is like, I'll post to Instagram once a day, but I like put my phone away after that. And then I go in at set times to answer comments or direct messages or things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's super helpful. I think it's so rude when people are on their phones or like you're at dinner or like with at coffee with someone and they're just like, having their head down, like me and my husband, when we go out to dinner or like with the family, we'll like see other couples or families around us. And like, literally all of them are just looking down. And I'm just like, that looks so horrible. Like, what have we come to? Like, I I just don't understand that. I'm like, why can't you just be with the people that you're with and enjoy that time and like, be present, be in the moment, like engage, talk. Um, so I just really miss that. I wish more people did that because I do think it's very, very rude. Um, but yeah, and even like the small things, like I used to have to like, when I wanted to like post something of my kids or anything like that, like a video of them onto my stories, I used to like go into the app and like video them in the app. But now I'll just like open my camera and take pictures and I'll post stuff later, Mm -hmm. like at a designated time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to just going to like pop onto Instagram and see what's up and like, see what's going on. That's like, if I want to post something, then I'll do it. But I would just be constantly opening the app all day. Like if I wanted to take a cute picture of my kids and now I'm like, no, I'll just take a picture on my camera, be in the moment, save it for later and post it if I feel like it later. So that also is helpful too, for people out there if they want to do that. Yeah, that's some great advice for moms that are also entrepreneurs. And that was actually something that I wanted to ask you a little bit more before we wrapped up today's show is we've been talking about mindset shifts in regards to like fueling our body and nutrition and just health overall. But if there's other moms that are listening who are also entrepreneurs, what are some biggest mindset shifts that you've had to do as a mom and being like a badass boss babe, basically? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for calling me that. I appreciate it. Um, I think just coming to the realization that you can't do everything perfectly is huge. Like for me, it was all about like, I was such a perfectionist. Like I wanted to 
be on PTA and be volunteering at the school every day. Like every time that I could, I wanted to like keep growing my clients and like focus on the business and write new content every single day and post into my Facebook group every single day and like engage with people and, you know, find other people on social media and like comments and like, and do all this stuff. And I was just like, you know what? Like, and I was even holding back like stuff that I wanted to do and stuff that I wanted to put out just because I was so overwhelmed. And so like learning how to take just action, whether it's not like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be set in stone. Like nothing is forever knowing that like I would have never like put out my group program if I was like, this needs to be perfect. And it needs to like, before anyone sees it, like I put out the first draft and I was like, okay, this is it. Like if you're going to like it, you're going to like it. And like, I made changes as we went and like, now I've like perfected it, but it's taken months. So like, just knowing, like, just put yourself out there and just do like what feels right to you. And if that means like, sometimes it means being selfish and like, you know, working on your stuff and having like, you know, sometimes because I, I work from home. So I'm at home and my, my littlest one is two and a half. So he's not in school yet. So he's with me like 24 seven. And so my mornings are completely dedicated to being a mom. So I, I think I just, I, cause I have a post from like, I just have all my posts like racked up. So I'll open Instagram, I'll post to it. I'll put it away. And then I'm a mom. So I'm making them breakfast. I'm walking them them to school. I usually go on a really long walk with Wilder after we drop Harlan off at school. You know, we go get coffee and we just hang out. We go to the park. That's like mom time. I don't work during that time. And then when my husband gets home around like 11, we'll eat together. Like we'll all have lunch together. And then that's my time to go do work. So really just kind of like time blocking and, you know, knowing like when you're working, work like a hundred percent, put everything that you have into it. Like, even if you have to make yourself a to-do list to check off, like to feel really productive and to get stuff done, like give, like go all in on your work. And then when you're a mom, there's no work. So like mornings and nights, like I'm a mom, I'm making dinner. You know, I, I, I'm a, I'm the room parent. So I like go to PTA stuff. Like that's my mom time. And like knowing that you can have it all. And like, I have a really successful business and I'm able to like spend time with my kids and be in the PTA. Like that's freaking amazing. And like knowing that you can do that and you don't have to be perfect. And if you just make those small changes, like time blocking or setting a routine and getting yourself used to that routine, getting your kids used to that routine, that's key. But like whatever you're doing, if you're in mom mode or if you're in work mode, like give it a hundred percent because that will make you feel better, like mentally about everything, you know? Oh yeah. That's such great advice. Not being like 50% here and 50% there. It's like when you're a mom, your work is put away, your phone's put away. And I love that you're in mom mode. You're full on mom mode. That is so great. And like I said, I just like totally love watching your Instagram stories and (laughs) keeping up with you on social media, even though we both have like a love hate relationship with it. But yeah, I love seeing you in mom mode and just like your little guys are so cute. And I will definitely have to come to Chicago someday and hang out with you guys and cook because when you were talking about how cooking like relaxes you like nothing else that is what I have always said um it's totally like my zen time oh my god for sure like 
I will just put in my headphones, listen to a true crime podcast and bake or cook. And in like an hour, I'm like a brand new person. It's amazing. So just finding an outlet, like whatever it is that you like to do, like find it and stick with it and do it. So perfect. So now that we're talking about food, um, I'm just curious, what right now is something that you're like hooked on baking or cooking? Well, let's see. I'm super into cooking. I make, okay. So I make these things and me and AJ call them crack veggies. because They're so good. And I really loved like when growing up, my mom used to make chicken Parmesan a lot. So like she used like the Crisco in the, in the deep fryer. And it was just like not very healthy for you. So I just love the taste of it. Um, so I started making these, these veggies. So I like, I'll basically broil and like roast red onion and eggplant and zucchini and like whatever squash I have and I'll roast it. I'll get it like super crispy. And then I just mix it in. What's that? It's like rouse marinara sauce. Um, and I'll just mix it in that with like some nutritional yeast and it tastes exactly like eggplant Parmesan and I'll just serve it with like chicken or whatever. And it's so good and it's so easy to make. And you're just like getting a bunch of veggies in at one time. And like my kids like it. So it's just like a super quick, easy dish that you can make pretty much any night of the week. And then as far as baking, I love Simple Mills. And I always make stuff from Christina's website. Like I just made her pumpkin bars yesterday. They're so good. Um, So yeah, just like anything that gets me in the kitchen is good. That is so weird. I just made Christina's sloppy Joe recipe yesterday too. (laughs) I saw that. I haven't tried that yet. I need to try it. When I saw your picture, I was like, I need to try this. Melanie, you will love it. (laughs) Um, I will be completely honest. I hate following recipes because I am like, oh, I can make anything better than a recipe can tell me to make it. And I always love like putting my own little spin on things. But when Christina was visiting me, we made her sloppy joes and it was easily one of like the best things that I've ate with like ground beef and Mm. Christina and I ate it all. So my boyfriend, Scott, didn't try any of it. So last night I was like, okay, I am making this for you. I've been craving it. Um, I just got back from my trip. So I was happy to make him a meal and follow one of her recipes. So sometimes recipes are fun to follow, but usually I love getting creative in the kitchen. So Melanie, I have one more question for you is what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh my gosh. You like save the hardest question for last. What does it mean to be unbreakable? I would say for me, it would be knowing that you have complete control over your body and your life. So I think that this can relate to anything, you know, whether you're going through a really tough healing process, you know, if you have an autoimmune disease or, you know, some hormonal imbalances or digestive conditions, anything like that, like it's a lot of what we go through or like, especially what I went through with like my body image stuff and, you know, some food fears and anxiety around food and exercise, like you don't look sick from the outside. So no one really knows like how you're feeling on the inside and how scared and terrified and sick you actually are on the inside. So like coming out of that and knowing like, I actually have control of how I feel, even though it might take a while to heal and to get to that point, I do have the control. I have the knowledge. And now like being able to use that knowledge with 
my clients and like putting it out on social media is everything to me. And even like I have control of my life. So, you know, a year ago, I didn't have a job. I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I had no clue. I didn't know if I wanted to stay in fitness. I didn't know if I wanted to deal with food and work with clients anymore. And now I have a super successful online business and I'm like living my dream life. So just keeping that in your mind at all times, like even though stuff might be really shitty in the moment, like you always have the power over your body and your life. And that I feel like can just make you unbreakable and untouchable. You are unbreakable. And thank you for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. I know it's going to speak to so many different women. And I know everyone's going to want to follow you. So where can we find you, hun? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. It's at Melanie underscore Morton underscore. Um, and then I have a website. So it's just MelanieMortonCoaching.com. And then on Facebook, I have a free Facebook group. So if you just find me at Melanie Morton, you will, you'll be able to join my free Facebook group, just a supportive community. We give like tips and advice and I do like live videos in there and answer some questions. So it's just a fun space to be in. It's a very like safe, non-judgmental space for women. Um, but I'm usually, I'm mainly active on Instagram. So if you want to give me a follow, that's cool. Of course they will. Thank you so much for coming on today, hun. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. You're just the best. Thank you. Thank you.